It was the year of fans. The year of newbies. The year we reviewed the show with love. It was the year of predictions. The year of great feedback. The year of puns. And the year of memes. It was a new season. It was a podcast of future history. It was the year absolutely nothing changed. The year is 2015. The show down below. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will. I'm Ann. I'm Heidi. I'm Beth. Wow, feels like it's been so long since we've all done that. But <laughs> <laughs> we are pleased to be joined this week by a return visitor to Down Below, it's Anka. Hi, everybody. Hi, Anka. Hi, Anka. Hey, thanks for stepping in this episode. Totally. Yeah, I like that one actually better than the last one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy to be on this one. Was this unclaimed? I believe so, yeah. Okay. That's kind of surprising. Yeah, I don't know what's going on this year. <laughs> this uh, season. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, I think with any podcast, you know, people start to get behind. And yeah, I know that true. I was tweeting the other day about how I had 600 unlistened to podcasts yeah. behind on just about everything I listened to. Yeah, yep. I'm behind on Me too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely am. You can't not fall behind because you've got so much stuff to listen to. Mm-hmm. And so much stuff to watch. Yeah. Like I'm better at keeping up on podcasts when the TV season isn't currently Good going. But oh, oh my goodness! Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I know some Saturdays, or I'll spend like half the day trying to watch um, a show so I can leave feedback for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm behind yeah, and it worked myself, you know. But yeah, I can't. I can't listen to podcasts at work like I used to because people are constantly trying to talk to me now and will just leave me alone. Like, I don't care. Get out of here. I'm working. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't care about um, your beer you're brewing. So I'll just go to the store and buy some. <laughs> That's Portland problems. <laughs> yeah, it's Portland problems. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> But honestly, I listened to the podcast this, yesterday uh, while walking down the street in downtown, and I heard about Sheridan's Lock, and I go and start laughing. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I have to stop. <laughs> Everybody in downtown looked at me like, oh, another Vancouver crazy. <laughs> I think actually, you know, the episode allowed us to be silly, you know, exactly. <laughs> so much stuff to make fun of. What yeah, else to do, to, right? <laughs> yeah. I went to Vancouver once, and yeah, there are some crazy people there, but it's the same as Portland, so. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> same as. I was just surprised at people lighting up joints on the street and just walking down the street smoking. But yeah. But don't. <laughs> Vancouver. Don't drink a beer on the street. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, today we are here to discuss episode three of season four, The Summoning, but first. A word from the ISN Underground. This is 
ISN Underground. And as speculation continues to mount about the return of Captain Sheridan and his mysterious new comrade, only known as Lorianne, as well as the return of Security Chief Michael Garibaldi and what impact this may have for the future. There is speculation still on one missing B-5 command member, an individual that is forgotten amidst this jubilant return, Commander Clarence Clawin. Where is he? No one seems to know. Is he secretly a billionaire and has retired to live off his funds over on Io? Or has he been kidnapped by sinister shadow forces? No one knows. Seemingly no one cares. But ISN Underground will find out. If you have any reports on Clarence Corwin, please contact us. We need to know. The future of the Shadow War may depend on it. In other news, Emperor Cartagia of the Centauri Republic has recently acquired a new pet, a Earth Cat, going by the name of Lord Snugglesworth. Emperor Cartagia has announced that a day of celebration should be held in Sir Snuggleworth's honour every year on his birthday. The Flesh Pulp Podcast. Three to ten minutes of fiction brought to you thrice weekly. 200 miles below the surface of the earth at the terminus of a series of long sea caverns and interconnected shrines, under the shadow of the eternally bleeding eye. There is a crippled wreck of a man writing tales, stories of a dimension engulfed in madness. He is writing them of you. Think them all at fleshpulp.com or search for it on iTunes. The Summoning originally aired <laughs> November 18, 1996. It was directed by John McPherson, who... He was the director of photography on Kojak and the Incredible Hulk TV series. Alrighty. And it was written by JMS. So, I went out last night instead of watching it a second time and doing a recap, so I'll be using this Lurker's Guide summary and going from memory mostly. <laughs> and... If you're hearing this, there's a good chance it's late because I'm going to be at a convention all day today and won't get to do my editing. Mm, what sort of nerd convention will you be at? <laughs> it's the Portland Retro Game Expo. Oh. <laughs> so I'll be playing a lot of like old school games or at least games that are kind of, or new, maybe new games that are kind of made like old school games. And. Maybe doing some networking. 
So the episode begins with Delin, sorry, Ivanova asking Delin for a favor. She wants to borrow a white star and go off and look for some more first ones since they found one already. She's been uh, practicing her Minbari. Oh, bless her heart. Yeah, this is what you remember about this scene. Not the fact she's taking a uh, white star to look for first ones. Yeah. She she's did okay, I guess. Yeah, but I still have no idea what bric a brac lingerie means. <laughs> I know what lingerie means, I know I know what bric a brac lingerie, but what's bric a brac lingerie? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if anybody ever went back and actually listened to the word laundry again to basically know what laundry means in Manbari. <laughs> oh, I'm sure some people have. And the one I can teach Sheridan now. <laughs> I want to know what Manbari laundry looks like now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to um, tweet JMS that. <laughs> See if he'll answer. He answers a lot of questions. Oh, please. So, wait, wait, wait you're saying we don't <laughs> yeah. find out during the series? Yeah. <laughs> Not that I Spoiler. remember. Spoilers are. <laughs> My only note in this scene is I hate Marcus's hair. Oh, I, I hate it too. I was, it's like, what? I like it better when it's long. Yes. Oh my God. This looks too like 80s <laughs> soccer mom. Yeah. He's definitely. Not a good Oh. <laughs> He doesn't look like Aragorn anymore, which is part of the issue. No, it's too cute. <laughs> yeah. It's too space Jesus. <laughs> no, it's not space Jesus enough. It's not long enough. Yeah. It has too many curls. <laughs> like a little bob. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. So Delin kind of helped Ivan have a safe face there and yeah. The crew not to say anything. I felt like I felt like them leaving at this time was a really bad idea. I was like, um, okay, like there's no one commanding the station. I guess that's what Delenn was doing. But yeah, but she's got to command stuff. I know. Well, yeah, I was annoyed by that too. But is... <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. just thinking. Okay, why is everybody leaving? I didn't yeah, like that. Actually, the land actually says that, and it's just, yeah, it's. The land, you're not a member of the command staff. Why right. are you taking command? Why are all these humans <laughs> just going to do exactly what you say? <laughs> well, I didn't like the reason why they left. It's like, you know, well, everybody's yeah. gone. Jakar's not, you know, is, has not contacted them again. Uh, Sheridan's gone, whatever. There's so many reasons to leave the station, but not to look for first ones. <laughs> it's like, okay. And then they even don't find any. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Like something worse. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> at least something. <sighs> they just didn't come back and say, oh, yeah, well, you know, was for nothing. <laughs> Yeah, something else came up, so <laughs> yeah. we'll get back to that. Oh, since I didn't get a chance to rewatch the episode, I, I didn't get the chance to figure out exactly where he pops up, but there's a CNC tech who is played by the guy that played Nigel on Buffy. Oh, him! Yes, I knew I recognized him for something. Oh, uh, yes, thank you. I knew I recognized that guy too. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel. I was going to look it up, but then I, I was like, no, I can't. 
It was one of the watchers. Ah. Okay. The one that he got yeah. the sword thrown at him, I think. Was that that uh, guy? Okay. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I just remember not to him. Speak or something. Okay. I think they talked to like Willow and Tara in one like <laughs> one scene. Yeah. yeah. Um. I love that episode. <laughs> um. So yeah, back to this. So Beer and Lando hear something going on in the throne room, and they see them just playing with Jakar and uh, he's, yeah, he's being abused in their head what, so they're thrusting spikes into his head and oh was that body. what they were doing? that's what the recap says I don't remember well I think <laughs> the thing he's got on his head is kind of a um, they've got a nail um, thing on his head which he's kind of poking nails into his head and then a uh, Fool's hat on top of that. Oh, so he's like yeah. a crown of thorns on. Kind of, yeah. 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 You seen the trailer for the new Seth Rogen movie? I saw it last night. <laughs> Does it have the like, Jester's hat and the crown of thorns? No, it has. He, oh, uh, spoiler. Well, he's in church. He's kind of on under the influence and he's. Um, you know, he sees Jesus on the cross. He's like, who's that guy up there on the, and, um, his wife or fiance is like, oh, Jesus. And he's like, is that what they think we did to Jesus? <laughs> and, and she's like, yeah. And like, do they know I'm Jewish? And she's like, yeah. And then, like, well, you have to see it because I can't do it justice. But anyway, <laughs> this just reminded me of that. But this just got to be funny. Is this what they think we did to Jesus? And then he just screams out. He gets up screaming, we didn't kill Jesus, we didn't kill Jesus. <laughs> anyway. You had to be there. I'm trying to... The Night Before, maybe. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's called The Night Before. So... Yeah, Jakar suffers silently. Like, do this they have was... nobody else the, that they could torture, or is it just Jakar at this point? Because it seems like a lot. Well, Jakar's the uh, last of the Kari that was free. He's kind of a big deal, you know. It, it's it's this big <laughs> enemy leader that they've got a prisoner, and they get to mess with. Well, and they couldn't get to him for so long, too, because yeah. he was... You know, yeah, that's protected. True. Forgot about but, the car part. Okay, this was awful. Yep. It was it like I don't know. Torture doesn't usually um bother me quite so much, and I don't know if it was just because I really like Jakar or what, but this was terrible. And well, they're all taking such joy in it as well. Oh I my think gosh. that's the yeah. other thing that. It's a party. Right. Well, I guess Centauri Prime is just like the Middle Ages. I mean, that's what they did then, but, uh, right? You were the fool first, and then you got killed at some point. So. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. I had a really hard time watching this. And not like in a, you know, it was bad and make the episode bad or anything like that. It was done too well. <laughs> Oh, that's right. good, right? <laughs> yeah. 
But at least we get a character who's equally as outraged. You know, you've got Beer here to view that whole thing, and it's just he can't stand it either. But you can see that Londo can't stand it too. It's just how he suffers through that. It's just so amazing. He doesn't like it. No, but it's so raw for Veer. Whereas Londo's had time to hide his reaction. Yeah. Well, Londo is just better in, in hiding his reaction because yeah. he knows what is on the play there. Uh, mm-hmm. And Burr is probably not as, I don't know, sophisticated yet. I don't know what to Londo's say. Londo is yeah, a bit more hardened, yeah. so he can handle it better. He knows, you know, if he would, like, crack now. And I think that's also a little bit like Katasia wants to crack him. I don't know. Feels like and, and I can't remember whether it was feedback or whether it was... Um, Nutty last week who said um, that part of um, Lando's reaction is oh god, is this what I could have become? Is this how bad I was? You know, that's part of his internal thing whereas there it's just more a visceral I can't believe this is happening. Right. Right. But I also always wonder what Kathajia knows about Londo and how much like he trusts him or so like it's he makes him watch all those things and uh, I think he watches him very closely. I'm not sure. It just looks like he's more intelligent than he seems. But <laughs> that's just my impression all the time. When I when I watched this episode or the two episodes for the first time, I always thought, hmm, there's something behind it. You know those games that they play. Yeah. I don't know if I imagined this, but I seem to remember maybe having like a football game or basketball game on in the background and them mentioning a player named Kyrie. And I was like, wait, <laughs> but I don't remember. I don't know how to spell it, so I can't look him up to see if he actually exists or not. He was the last of the Kyrie. <laughs> Where's parents, Babylon 5 parents? <laughs> or it's just coincidence. I'm going to guess coincidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Ivanova and Marcus aren't having any success. and But there's lots know, of flirting going on. Yeah, there is. <laughs> is this the one where you're talking about where he says they're... Yeah. Yeah, the guys, they're, you and I weren't there, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, they've just been going on all these stories. So is that so far now or later? Uh, maybe later. No, I, I think know, it I now is when they're just talking about like how long they've been there and how disappointed she is that they haven't found the first ones. And no, he said. Uh, I think his quote is from that, from this scene, actually. Which quote? The quote that we probably will mention later with um, them not being there, and that's yeah, why it think, be the first ones. <laughs> yeah, and the other um, moment is later on. I don't I actually don't remember if this happened or not, but that was when she was doing her Minbari. I was like, okay, is she going to remember what Marcus said? No. no. Oh. <laughs> No, well, I know. <laughs> it's not the scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, was just, I was just wondering if that's going to happen like later on in the series. Um, yes. If she's going to remember. Um, yeah. That would be a good memory. To remember a foreign language later. 
you know, when you didn't know it before. Yeah. That would be. Maybe she's one of those. Does she have like a perfect memory? I don't know. <laughs> but we know she is a latent telepath, right? So. Mm. <laughs> so maybe that's got something to do with it, or she's just really good with languages. Well, she learned the word for lingerie, so. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, I mean, when was the time when Marcus basically talked to her and said you could learn Mimbari and so, and then, no. Yeah, well, that was last year sometime. I think it's been six months, (laughs) you know, six months since uh, I had that conversation or something like that. I mean, you know, she can speak a few words already, and I mean, half a year, I... It took me longer to learn all kinds of languages, so... Wow. Um, I have a question. So, yeah. Because um, the credits, I think, <laughs> were in this time. In the credits, there is a dome. Is that the dome on Mars? Oh, you, uh, I think they're talking about the C&C dome. Oh, no, in the credits. Oh. You, mean, you mean the image in the credits? Oh, yeah. the image, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that is, yes. Oh, okay, cool. That's cool. So, Zack has found the transport which supposedly found Garibaldi's Star Fury. He has to go out and investigate. Yeah, this isn't a setup or anything. Of course not. <laughs> He's just randomly floating in space. Oh, look, there he is. <laughs> so he basically I'm trying to remember um, so Jakar told Marcus or they found out which where he was where that thing was found the piece of the ship right mm, piece of yeah. his ship and then they used that to deduce where he was yeah okay. I think so something like that anyway so did Marcus take the information back with him and he must have done. Okay. He must have done. Because obviously Jakar didn't give it to them. No. <laughs> right, okay. Wow. He was pretty sure of himself with that ship. Yeah. Like, that that was, that Garibaldi was there. <laughs> yeah, that all didn't make much sense for me, but I was like, uh, let's get him back somehow, I guess. No, is this where... Is this the way you had the scene with Delenn, yeah. or is that some other thing? Yeah, he goes to Delenn to ask, do I go after Garawadi? Yeah, she was saying we don't have time, or something like that. Yeah, I had to watch that epi- like that scene a couple of times to actually understand yeah, she's what was basically going on. saying, you don't have time to go and find Jakar to tell Jakar yeah. we need to find Garawadi, go and do it on your own. But essentially... Yeah. Zack at this point should be have the authority to make that decision on his own. Because technically, <laughs> Zack um, should be kind of at the same level as Corwin, who should be in charge. So those two should be running the show together whilst everyone else oh, is away. Why can we have that? That would be so cool. <laughs> Zack and, and Clarence? <laughs> yeah, Clarence Corwin. Cool. Did you see them? I want to see them like solve a mystery. Uh, like yes. A, a mystery of the week episode with those two. Yeah, well, there's there's these two weeks where um, there's time to do it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's so good that you Does he ever come back? <laughs> Corbin? Or Clarence? Or who? <laughs> Does Clarence ever come back? I'm, I'm so sad at this point. <laughs> he better not come have back, fallen man. out of the airlock. <laughs> we saw him, didn't we see him? No. Last, or two episodes no. ago? We haven't. I don't think we've seen um, him, have we? This, this season? This season feels like it's been going on for forever. Literally <laughs> <laughs> only three episodes. <laughs> I feel like I've said worse Clarence in every in every episode. <laughs> He's got to be somewhere. A good point. And and Beth, you've probably said it while watching other shows too. Where's Clarence? Wasn't Clarence in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't HRG be talking to Clarence sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> What's HRG? <laughs> we got from Heroes to, Oh yeah 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 uh, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't uh, decided if I'm watching the new one Oh, oh so... I'm liking it oh, really? Is it good? Uh-huh. It feels very season one Like you know oh. old school Heroes And um, I've just had this Amazing thought Will um, Clarence is, is actually A descendant of Will from Sensei uh, I can see that Yeah So he has <laughs> Do they have telepaths on heroes? No, yeah, so. yeah. Yes, they do. But yeah. it's not that common. I'm trying to think who was one, but I haven't seen the original series in way too long. So That's a joke they make about X-Men, how everyone's power is supposed to be like somewhat unique, but they're like a gazillion telepaths on the show. <laughs> I mean, in the comics. Yeah. Well, it's the easiest... Um thing to do in comics really it's like convenience yeah yeah <laughs> we need somebody who can read mine so wasn't that so, wasn't that Matt Parkman's yeah yes, it was. It was, wasn't yeah it? that's right yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. forgot about him oh yeah true yeah I'm trying to forget about Greg Grunberg no, I'm kidding I love Greg Grunberg <laughs> I used to follow him on Twitter. I think I just got tired of him plugging everything. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. I like him as an actor. Sometimes celebrities are not really uh, someone you want to know in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Beer is mad about how Jakar's being humiliated and how Londo doesn't seem to care, but Londo's just. Because he's biding their time, and um, Beer doesn't like plotting to kill the Emperor. And you'd see Emperor appears. Oh, yeah. I knew, like, because he's like, I don't know if I could kill him, and I knew as soon as he come out, he was gonna do something crazy, and Beer would be like, "Yeah, I can." That's what okay. happened. So Jakar is refusing to scream, and. Cartagia is regretting that he'll just go have to kill uh, Jakar. And when he leaves, Fear says, okay, yeah. <laughs> Gotta kill this guy. Yeah, yeah this was the scene with Fear. Like, uh, you know, you could just oh, see yeah. the look on his face not wanting to watch. And just, yeah. Oh. Well, I thought that actually he was going to scream. <laughs> <laughs> the way... The way Cartagena acts in this, it's just as if he's just had a uh, rather nasty day with a um, traffic warden or someone like that. It's just... Yeah. Oh, I, 
I just got ticketed. I can't believe it. <laughs> I know, it's like, you know, he's that this boss that, you know, the pain technician, his his employee didn't do the job and he had to do it himself. And he's like yeah. super annoyed by this. And it's so funny. I mean, it's gruesome and it's, all. It's, it's... <laughs> but honestly, I actually like this actor. Uh, maybe only because of that scene. Um But I love how he says pain technician. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, he had to work for two hours. <laughs> you're like, oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. And, and what, what tops it off is the way he just throws the towel away and the guy behind you tries <laughs> yeah. to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't re Yeah, true. didn't remember that one. But then his... It's yeah. like also his hands, how bloody they were, and, and you know, he, 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 he washed them off, off but doesn't actually get rid of any other blood. Well, it was like stained, like he was using dye, basically. <laughs> his hands were completely stained red. Yeah, totally. Did now, I don't watch? know if that's true, or maybe that's just non blood or so that stays. Non blood, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like dye. <laughs> Did anybody watch the latest American Horror Story episode? Oh no, I missed it. Oh my god. Sorry, the torturer thing just reminded me. <laughs> um, the boy has a jawline for days. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're like how 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 Burr is not used to the to the Centauri card, and I I just see how he all the time blurts out things, and Bondo is like, oh gosh, don't say that, <laughs> don't say that here. <laughs> <laughs> and you're totally, you get us all both killed. <laughs> kind of, his face is always great. And then when he says, oh yeah, I wanted to cut him uh, off his hands. And he's like, okay, what, you did it? <laughs> he blurts out things all the time. I think he has to learn that the Centauri court is <laughs> an unsafe yeah. place for him. Well, I think this is it's simpler like because of Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Delenn goes to talk to Lita. And she doesn't have anything in her quarters except for her little console. And... Reminds me of Morden. You know, Morden yeah. as a puppet of the shadows, and he didn't have anything in his quarters, and now she's kind of like that for the Vorlons. Oh, yeah. Already drawing mm -hmm. parallels, you know, between the two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they say that her things are a distraction, so they made her get rid of them. <sighs> I mean, like a table is, like, super <laughs> distracting. You can do a lot with a table and a couch. I mean, if you remember Morden's quote about, you know, the flesh does what it is told, the flesh obeys. This is exactly the same for Lita now. As, you know, she's essentially a flesh puppet for the Vorlons. Well. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, at least for this Vorlon. It, yeah, this just makes me miss Kosh so much. I know. The real yeah. Kosh. The real Kosh. I don't know what this guy is, but he's not Kosh. <sighs> mm -mm. Yes, so Delia wants to know why the Vorlons aren't helping with the attack against Zaha Doom. Luda says I mean, they got their own plans. It, it's like the last conversation between Delenn and that guy didn't happen. You know? <laughs> I mean, he's like, we don't. I don't give a shit. Last time, and then she's like, I thought they would want to help. Yeah. I was like, who are you? This is this a Ryan Murphy show? There's no character development. 
like I don't just go I don't get why Kosh why Kosh 2.0 is even on Babylon 5 like if <laughs> if they're not interested right, in helping yeah. and they don't need the humans anymore what's he doing there maybe that's well, why he's so grumpy them. to Watch monitor them. them to make yeah. sure they do what they're told mm. when the time comes I guess so yeah, maybe that's why he's so grouchy because he like drew the short straw and had to stay on that one five. Yes, to put up with lead it. No I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Insubordinate. Yeah. Well, I mean, also when Delan asks her, he can't force you to do this, and Lita is like, "Yeah, he can." I'm yeah. just think- yeah. thinking about Delan how he f- how she forced Lania to cook for three days without sleeping. And- <laughs> <laughs> dinner with Sheridan. <laughs> so yeah, you can force your <laughs> attaches to do it. I mean, they. I mean, at some point, like originally, Lita. This was like what she wanted, you know. Yeah. She was okay with the whatever they did to her and everything, and that was yeah. when Kosh was around. Yeah. And it wasn't so bad, it, it, but like. Yeah, and she believed it was the right thing to do. Well, and they enhance a lot of things like her telepathy and telepathic ability and all. And yeah, they outright state it in this I, episode, don't they? We've only guessed at it before. Right. She can swim underwater. She can <laughs> swim. Yeah, she's had some But then, so. then I guess she probably signed a contract and kind of, you know, has to do what they say now. And but it, of Borlon signed contracts. It's probably not like. <laughs> Paper or <laughs> soul blood. Um, it's it's interesting though that the whole telekinesis thing has never come back. Yes, that is. Interesting. Died with Tally. Yeah, it died with Tally. <laughs> She's the only one. Yeah. Uh, so Lita's gonna try to help, even though she's scared. So Zach, <laughs> Zach uh, finds the transport and orders it to surrender. I both times I watched this, I was like, all of a sudden, I was like, wait, what? What just happened? I just like my eyes glazed over both times, and I completely lost what was going on. It was so boring. <laughs> well, yes. well, essentially, the whole point of this is them tricking the B-5 crew to think they've rescued Garibaldi but essentially they've just left him at the front door for the, them to pick him up I was wondering about that so didn't we didn't we see something where they did they implant well, what happened at the end of the last episode what did, what did they say or what did he say well at the end of the last episode he was he was drugged unconscious and a but someone with a psycho symbol came in um and stood over him basically. Then this episode when he was rescued, he was wrapped in cling film and then we heard an automotive voice say begin program. Oh that's right. Okay. Yeah. But they're just uh uh un uh phrasing them. He was probably frozen and they're just <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Warming him up right now, and so they start the, I don't know, the microwave program. Or yeah. Well, he was <laughs> in clean film, you know, so it's kind of, they're cooking kind of like him that, to right? the right temperature. <laughs> yeah. God, I love that phrase, cling film, more than, like, saran wrap or whatever we use here. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so basically, is he like, is he kind of like Atalia, where, like, there's like a switch or something, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Or else they implanted something inside him. Yeah, different personality or something. Yeah, some. Because they can mind wipe, like, right? Take away your personality. Mm -hmm. So why couldn't they just, like, insert pieces? Mm -hmm. Uh Mm-hmm. So Zach takes him back, and Dr. Franklin's kind of disappointed that um, Zach doesn't have any more information about who was holding him, but looks like Garibaldi's going to recover. He just looks... I don't know how much time passed, but, you know, Jerry Doyle looks different. He looks better. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's very... Uh, scraggly and yeah, haggard looking. Like it. Yeah. For season, Gary Bo- um, Garibaldi is also my favorite one. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> 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 he looks more rough now. I find mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. what I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I can only say that while Tom while Thomas not here. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's in the spa treatment uh, two weeks in solitary. Yeah. <laughs> Just run this for the skin. Um, so the new Kosh, um, let me see, uh, leaves Lita. And oh my <laughs> I don't think of how to say that. This scene <laughs> has um, the language in this scene. And <laughs> oh my gosh. I was laughing my head off. Yeah. So yeah funny. She says that she deserves some respect because of what she's done for the Voilons. And he's like, respect. <laughs> From whom? Yeah. She, um,. She tries to read his mind and he gets mad and knocks her across the room. With his weird laser telepathy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, um, you know what I'm thinking? And then, um, she, he does something to her and she starts screaming. Oh, he Maybe. Her. Oh, he does? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, he moves her across the room and, um, yeah, definitely does something to her. Oh. How do you te- uh, torture a telepath? So you just send them really, really awful pictures. Mm-hmm. So. But she yeah. must have yeah. gleaned during this time. She must have gleaned their plan. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Mm-hmm. So maybe he did show her <laughs> a little bit. Or she got it out of him when... Well, if you want to know what our plan is, I'll show you exactly what our plan is. Every Uh, single death. Right. You know? This is where they talk about the enhancements, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They've telepathically enhanced her. She's a P72 or something. I don't know. Well, we have no idea, do we now? Yeah, we don't Uh, know. She's off the charts. Um, uh, so then um, Bondo's talking to Jakar and says, you know, is it too much just to give a little scream? And he's saying that it you know, wouldn't make him, he wouldn't be Narn anymore. 
God, how do you not scream? Like, yeah. just physically. <laughs> but we've seen in the past how strong his willpower is, you know, it's just... Yeah. He's a nine. <laughs> That's my no, only answer. Yeah, yeah, he says Lando can't understand, and Lando's like, yeah, I do. It's like playing the good, good cop in this scene. Like Lando's doing Kataja's work and playing the good cop. Mm. He's like, yeah, I understand. I understand. I would do the same thing. <laughs> like, no, you wouldn't do the same thing, for sure. <laughs> but uh, the same, it, it's, it's horrible in some ways, you know, because Jakar's not giving up trying to... You know, say, you're not breaking me, you're not breaking me, this torture is not breaking me, I am still my own man. But at the same time, he needs to scream to stay alive to make sure his people are free. Hmm. So, and how are they planning on doing this again? <laughs> like, I, like it's, it sounds great in theory, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's only theory so far. Yeah. So. Like he said, I tell you when it's uh, when I'm ready. <laughs> as long as as that takes me, you have to stay alive. So right, <laughs> <laughs> keep on doing that. <laughs> Just scream a little. <laughs> Just I mean, enough to stay alive, but not so much as I get bored of you. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> keep keeping the tortured as long as possible. Um, dum dum. So yeah, Ivanova's and Marcus are talking again, talking about what they're gonna do if they live through the war. She wants to go home and pay respects to her father. She missed the funeral, and I guess neither one of them have anyone special waiting. And we found out that Marcus has never had relations with a woman. Oh gosh. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, Avonava is, is proven in the past to be relatively clueless to overtures. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cough Clarence with the flowers. <laughs> yeah. So, this is well, no, no, both Clarence and Talia's overtures. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The Talia, I don't know about the Talia one because that was unclear to me as well. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Marcus wasn't really that subtle, but Ivanova's like, oh, that's lo lovely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was so awful. This is the most... I, I, I don't like Marcus because of that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> because, he's, because he's a virgin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're a virgin. Ah, come on. Well, let's think about <laughs> this, <unbelievable>. though. <laughs> he's been on Mim Mimbar, right? So he well, he was there for a year. Oh, but yeah. Never before, mind. That, <laughs> before that, he was on a mining colony. Oh, maybe it was, yeah. It's just um, maybe it was a male on the mining colony. Yeah, maybe there were. Yeah, maybe it was all men, and you know, it was... <laughs> oh, that doesn't stop some people. <laughs> maybe it's not a problem. It's just not the direction his tastes go. <laughs> honestly, he's into her. You don't tell her. <laughs> I don't know if that makes him <laughs> actually more attractive or less. Well, that's a good or, point because he is right? into her. But just, he's, I guess he just yeah. wants to be like, this is, this is who I am. Yeah. But yeah. uh, one of his last, last words on the whole thing, I mean, that was, that, that was fun. But yeah, yeah. 
Uh, she apologized, but it worked. <laughs> Where is he in the stru- command structure? Because it's not something I no, necessarily No, uh, Well, remember the um, thing he did for Vanova based on the Ottoman Empire? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Wait, he's what? not actually part of the command structure, but he's kind of connected through the Rangers. Okay. Right, so basically, Delenn and Sheridan co-run the Rangers together. So technically, he is under Sheridan's command and Delenn's command. She's not his superior officer? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. This may be some kind of her... Uh, um, okay, so... <laughs> yeah, but honestly, um, maybe, you know, everyone loves Marcus because of his looks, but I just... I, I find him funny once in a while, but it's just... The main part is just... Uh, he's sometimes so... Like, they make him look funny, or they make him funny and put uh, on purpose, and I just don't like that. I like it better if he's, like, <laughs> just normal. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little awkward. Him. He's a little, yeah, he's awkward. Exactly. That's kind of the right word for it. He just looks so weird saying that he's a virgin with that hair. I know, like, <laughs> <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> yeah, but I like that she basically talks about going home and that she's never, like, she hasn't walked outside for six years now. That's just, wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a long time. So yeah, the first ones are heard about how the first ones are rare, and then the ship picks up some signals that yeah, <laughs> uh, hyper something I'm, about a pocket in hyperspace. Well, I'm it's picking up something. Friend zoned. But, no, but, la 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 la. <laughs> yeah, definitely friend zoned. <laughs> He's so friend zoned <laughs> just because of that. So when they go to investigate this pocket, they see a buttload of borderline ships <laughs> and one ship that's like Massive. big as a buttload of ships that is a real measurement so <laughs> well, well yes yeah um, so I mean it was really nice how they did it because first of all they show you the standard borderline ship we see uh-huh. then they, it goes past a couple of larger ships and then as you pan out you realise you're panning past something really big it goes past yet another bigger ship, but it's, this huge ship is bigger than that, and it's just... Yeah. It's yeah. another ship. Ugh. With, like, a weird, like, ring of static around it or something. If I yeah. Correctly. Yeah, it does. It kind of got that ring in the middle. But they weren't seen somehow. Or were they? Well, apparently, you know, because the White Stars built on Vorlon technology, they were able to, you know, evade being detected by the Vorlons because they're clearly preoccupied on something. Mm-hmm. I love the idea, though, that you can fold hyperspace to create a um, hidden pocket, you know, mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, it's so advanced technology and it's clearly something only first ones could do, but. Wait, what? What were they doing? They, uh, the Vorlons, their fleet was hidden 
in basic uh, a fold of hyperspace. So they took hyperspace and kind of pinched it together. So there was a hidden pocket there. Um, that's how they described it. But I think basically, you know, um, like you'd wrap a cloak around something. So um, they were in hyperspace, like how mm-hmm. the shadows were. Yeah, kind of. Well, I think they were also not seen because they were kind of literally the fly on the wall. Um, they were so small towards this, those other ships, those bigger ships, and I think they didn't care for them at all. Hmm. And I mean, they, yeah, I don't know. They just didn't care anymore at all being seen at that time of, of their plan. Um, maybe they also, because... because they were in this pocket, they also didn't like know what was going on outside or so. I don't know. Well, be, this is part of their plan, and clearly, um, the other Kosh knows what the plan is, and you know, Lita found out. So, yeah. At least we find out what the huge <laughs> fleet's for later on in the episode. We don't have right. to wait another one. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So. Back on B5, Garibaldi wakes up and he thinks he's just having a bad dream. Um, but he doesn't tell him about those, you know, the shadow ship and stuff in his dreams. But he's surprised that two weeks have passed and this is where he finds out that Sheridan left. And he's apparently dead. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. what I like in this is, through the flashbacks um, and what we saw last week, I, I get the impression they were asking what happened after you left Babylon Five or whatever it was. Uh, they were asking, and they were asking that to him over and over again, so that when he woke up and had that in the back of his mind, he didn't want to answer that question because he has so many bad associations with it. Hmm. You know, because and he's suspicious of anyone who asks it because he unconsciously remembers that phrase with being captured and being interrogated. Oh, that's interesting. So, so but then what? Hmm. I just yeah. thought he was hiding things. Hmm. I just I'm very suspicious know. of Garibaldi like, right now. Yeah, I'm suspicious, but I I thought it was like you know he didn't realize it you know what had happened they took that memory out or they mm-hmm. replace it or you know it's hidden in yeah there. well he said it's a dream so you sometimes you remember things you've forgotten in dreams and you know even if it's in his subconscious that question is still there as a horrible memory in his subconscious even if he can't remember it properly so if someone's asking that question it's going to have bad associations with it so, like, when sh- when somebody asks Sheridan what his name is, he's going to start screaming. <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Yeah, who are you? Uh, who wants? No! <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Stop it. Um, so, we see a large ship going through hyperspace. Oh, yeah, the fish ship. Okay. So, what ship is this? Uh, it... it I always assumed it's Lorien's ship. 
Yeah, this uh, bird-shaped ship. So is it a fish or is it a bird? Uh, it looked more like <laughs> a fish to me. Okay. <laughs> um, it looked like... Um, I don't remember. But the Membari ships look like fish to you, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know it does. Uh, what, what's that Chick- name um, from uh, Finding Nemo? Dory? Dory. Dory. It, it looks like a Dory ship, just <laughs> in, in the outline. Um, You've got one big pin on the back and then the two pins on the side. There you go. <laughs> oh, this ship. Um. Hmm. So, anybody have a picture? Because I don't remember at all. Okay, yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I forgot to say this when we started, but uh, when it came on the screen and said, "And so and so as Lorian," I was like, "No!" I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Please, no. Thankfully, he was relatively silent in this episode. Yes. <laughs> If him and uh, a Vorlon get into a conversation, we are in trouble. <laughs> Where's our... Okay, I'm posting the link. Okay, let's see. Okay, I got... Oh, is okay, it, uh, where, uh, where did you post it? In the mess? Oh, the messenger? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm now going to post um, Dorian. It's not quite the same as I remember, but it, it, I think it's very similar to the outline. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's <laughs> <laughs> Ellen. That, that's why I always think this ship is a fish. In the Skype chat? Oh, yeah. I can't find anything. <laughs> Oh, well, Will, you'll have to put it in the artwork for the episode. Uh, um, um, yep, I see the resemblance. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Uh, but you know, like, Minbari ships actually look like, or at least the, uh, the White Stars look like chickens. You that's know, what like people chickens? say. That's <laughs> yeah, what like people say. I, I always like see birds, but that's... I don't know. Half chicken or full. Like, those chickens basically was all the legs on the side. <laughs> okay. Not half chicken, but a full chicken. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I don't know why my thing is not working. Because it's Skype. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Gosh, Skype sucks since, since forever. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. And yet other things are worse, so we stick with Skype. <laughs> Microsoft makes Skype better or worse, or when they bought it, or neither. You know, guys, I was once talking to people from this big company that have this one <laughs> big... Um, other platform and they said yeah you know we're not using what the tool that you have but we're using this platform hangout <laughs> and then the hangout didn't work yeah <laughs> like, oh, oh my gosh it's an important meeting with them and <laughs> yeah. potential <laughs> cast thought that google hangouts was the answer but <laughs> they yeah. soon found out it yeah. didn't actually make things better yeah, so well even if it didn't work with them <laughs> and i was so sorry i said i had to say that they're Hangout didn't work to them. <laughs> a little bit feeling awful about it. 
it's like sorry but we have to actually call you <laughs> but then they they can't like you can't call them there you have they have to call you back actually <laughs> so well like, okay yeah i feel like skype is a bit better than it used to be i don't feel like there's as much i mean maybe maybe because i'm not podcasting as much but like doesn't seem to be as many weird sound things and hang-ups and stuff as there used to be yeah i don't mm-hmm. i don't really have too many problems with it it's more just things like little glitchy things usually mm-hmm. like not wanting to let you answer the call or you know oh like once you get it going it seems to <laughs> I have that with all the technology i mean yeah. we, use, we use for work we use webex and go to meeting and both of them are awful and we have to pay for them. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, exactly. Skype is free, so exactly. Yeah. So Dylan thanks the Bukiri ambassador for bringing her info about what the others are planning, the other races. So those who they're gonna the people who oppose this decision to attack Zahadum are gonna hold a rally, and Dylan says. Yeah, they can do that if they want to, but she wants to speak her voice too. But yeah, better strike now while the shadows are weak. I mean, like, they are just not trying to hide this plan at all. (laughs) Everybody knows what they're doing. There's going to be a rally about it. (laughs) Well, he he says that he didn't learn much more of their uh, plans because he then said no. so he didn't learn much more, but at least they asked him, so he can talk yeah. about that. Um, but I like how he randomly throws in the information of the ship that comes to Babylon 5, basically. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it, she doesn't know anything it, about it. It, it. it kind of feels clumsy for a JMS bit of writing, because it's, yeah. okay, we've shown you the ship, and just in case you didn't think it was important, we're going to have a character mention it again in the very next <laughs> scene. Well, clearly I wasn't paying attention because when, when Sheridan came, I was like, huh? How did he get there? What's happening? This <laughs> hmm. popped up out of nowhere. <laughs> and they showed the ship twice. For the first time, I didn't even recognize that being an important like thing. And the second time, it's like, yeah, okay, the person just said it. So now we show a ship. Why right. Which actually... Okay is good for me because when they show ships I'm like okay I don't know if I've seen that before or not right. I have no idea alright alright maybe it's just I've seen this so many times that it just felt clumsy <laughs> it could be uh, yeah. Yeah, it's for uh, the people I like us that it. don't pick up on it right away yeah um, and they I should probably need to say it one more time for me right <laughs> and Beth needed another and shot of it ship coming <laughs> yeah it's important. <laughs> Pay attention to this ship. <laughs> <laughs> so, Veer and Londo are taken to Cartage's personal torture chamber. And they have this thingamajig, an electro whip, yeah, that so. will kill even a Narn on the 40th. Uh, whip. Really? <laughs> That's a very specific number. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, the only thing I can think of is there's a huge jump of voltage in between the 39th whip and the 40th whip. I guess. Yeah, it gets stronger every time, right? Yeah, I but then. I thought of the it, Princess Bride 
and like how they do the torture uh, research. And so they've <laughs> they've figured this out exactly. You know, this is exactly when a Narn will die. This is exactly when a human will die after like number two. This is exactly <laughs> when a Centauri will die. I mean, yeah, they've done the research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is good. I mean, it's diligent. <laughs> well, if anyone was to do that sort of research, it'd be Cartagia. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I just saw this infographics in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> the electro group. <laughs> oh, somebody did that infographic. <laughs> okay, what guys. infographic? Well, I did just that. <laughs> About how many whips it takes. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. Oh, whip. One hundred percent of our tor- <laughs> tortured people don't like the whip. One hundred percent of our study just <laughs> died. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> you Katashi are approved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Study and then and, and then at the bottom like the study kind of you know, <laughs> research that yeah with, all. with, with <laughs> all of their uh, all of their oh what's it called um their like bibliography page with all their resources and oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's just one one person <laughs> <laughs> but by the way there's actually somebody apparently he had lots of time in one of the other groups he posted a character sheet for the first season and I actually wanted to post it at some point and they he of course also mentions Kodath and he says she died then at some point so he puts it as a death then later on so he basically makes like this table of all the characters on which episode they are and how many times and when they are shown the first time and so uh, it's just crazy like how much time he actually spent on it but he forgot one of the main characters which was basically what was her name the the love of um, Londo um, Adira oh yeah Adira. Uh, kind of yeah. forgets her <laughs> like okay dead. she kind of was important <laughs> yeah. well she's dead now oh but in theory she's she dead. was she was shown once and he basically puts every side character every main character and so and it has oh, to make this table nice. <laughs> but it shows Kodath and I wanted to post it just for that Kodath yeah. Kodath is not dead she is floating in space <laughs> exactly yeah. she will return the turn of the tide um <laughs> So they start whipping Jakar and they show every single one and they Londo's do. trying to get They show every one. <laughs> well, we Londo's... hear everyone. We don't see Yeah, we well, hear okay, everyone. Yeah. 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 They yeah. count like all of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think oh, they're they going to catch white and they don't. <laughs> Sorry. Just keep going. Boy, I would Lond- think that the guy whipping him would get tired like cuz so they're going fast, you know. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I yep. guess that's what the electric part is for. Just makes it a little easier on the torturer. Ah. But, but also, what? also, I'd say the torturer realizes, okay, this is Cartagena. If I don't do my job, I'm the one getting tortured. Yeah, if I don't mm-hmm. do this fast enough. Because he's not going to want to sit here while we go through 40 if we're like, one, <laughs> guys, two. Pain technician. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's the one that did the research, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Lando's trying to get him to scream, and finally, at the 39th stroke, mm-hmm. Jakar finally screams. Oh, the scream. Oh. Yeah. It was a good scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I do really like this scene. It's really intense. Mm-hmm. It actually is. It's um, just oh. And like Vern nearly loses it completely. Because yeah, up until that, you can see him kind of like holding back a screen, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. And it just gets worse and worse. Oh, yeah. it was so excellently acted. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Like, by, by everyone. I mean, I, the glee on Cartage's face. It's. I hate so him so much. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, you really want to hate him because with each stroke, he's just getting more and more excited. And it's just, no. No, <laughs> you're a bad man. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Ver, Ver did the best. I don't know. I mean, Ver Jakao did the best jobs there. I just loved how he nearly loses it and how he nearly wants to like climb into London to just like not see it at all. And it's just so amazing. Like it, he definitely loses some kind of his, uh, I don't know, innocence there. Amazingly mm. played. Yeah. So well lit. It's, it's just three spotlights. So yeah. all you can all you can focus on are, are you know these three groups, you know, Vera and Lando, the Emperor, and then Jakar under his torture. That's the only things you can see in this room. Yeah. That's definitely well made. Alright, so um, so Ivanova gets back to B5 and she orders an immediate meeting and she wants Lita there and also a thorough scan of sector 70 by 10 by 53 and Lanier sees a lot of stuff going on in the Zocalo tells Dylan about it and that ship um Exits his jump gate and starts docking procedures without anybody giving it permission. Yeah, and without, Sounds... uh, I mean, I think um, the first ones have this thing about dramatic timing and um, mystery because Sheridan could have easily sent a message saying, Hey, it's yeah. me, I'm actually alive. Would anybody believe it? Well, um, yeah, I guess if they see him on the screen, but. Yeah. Well, when they said that the ship, like, knew the codes or something like that, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's Sheridan. This is why I watched things twice, because I did not pick any of this. I don't know what I was doing. I do not know. Garibaldi gets up to investigate, and from a catwalk in the Zocalo, this drowsy guy tries to stir up the crowd. It's always the drowsy, isn't it? Oh, it's the got trouble. It's always the drowsy. <laughs> Troublemakers. Send them back. They like the fighting. Yeah. Those people. So Zach tries to send Garibaldi back to bed, but, you know, you know Garibaldi. <laughs> <laughs> Not happening. So, Garibaldi back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so we see um, security getting ready to uh, confront this transport when it gets to the docking bay but when we see two forms visible inside and when the door opens Garibaldi's like damn <laughs> <laughs> what if and then the crowd fun with Susan and me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the crowd in the Zocalo starts getting rowdy because of this drowsy guy and 
says they're all going to be destroyed if they go to Zahadun just like Sheridan. And then, well, before that, um, but you know, Lanier throws a couple of good punches. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. They it just can't perhaps- have a big thing without violets erupting. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but it's been a while since we had a nice brawl. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And that's what, what the Drazi are for. But even the lab, she shoves people around to not get to her. So she actually can do some work there. Yeah, she she's trying to talk there more than fight. Yeah. But we know Delaine can handle herself. Can't let Babylon 5 get too civil or (laughs) (laughs) won't be the same. So Sheridan and Dorian show up and says he was dead, but he's better now. That's actually uh, better now. Yeah, that's actually uh, what's a Bruce, when the Bruce props to the like this favorite line from the entire series. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, what does that make you exactly then? Mm, a zombie. Yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> so he gives a speech to the crowd and says they got to get the best lead in the history together. There's only one man to ever come back from Zaha Doom. That you know of. Wait, wait, what about Gordon? <laughs> what that changed? Yeah. He doesn't count. He's, he's oh, not okay. a man anymore. <laughs> so but, they... What was uh, his name? And how many people really know about Warden anyway? Right. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. I do. But, you know, people of Babylon 5 don't. But I think this doesn't count because he helped the... The shadows. I mean, you know, like yeah. coming back as a helper of the shadows is another thing than so coming sure back and surviving. Yeah, because he's not actually yeah. himself really either. Who knows, right? So yeah, so he says they can end this war not just for to the next time, but forever, and they all cheer. I don't know. I was there's watching no this. In this plan. She's <laughs> <laughs> like she's running for president, and there's all these ideas. But like, no who's details. with me? Woo! <laughs> Well, uh, I always took it as kind of the whole Churchill type speech of, you know, rallying um, everyone together so that, you know, you can actually create the plan later, but getting everyone on side's the main thing. Yeah, for me, it was always like, I mean, I've seen the episode a couple times now as well, of course, and sometimes it's um, an annoying speech and I think, ah, come on, guys, why are you cheering? But it's definitely a political speech and um, mm-hmm. yesterday I actually really, again, liked it. Uh, sometimes I like it, sometimes I just think, ah, yeah, just like uh, yeah. ignore it, blah, 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 kind of. Um, but they well, actually, I mean, they go from wanting to beat up Dylan to yeah, standing behind him all of a sudden. <laughs> so it's effective whether it's it is, yeah. a good speech. Oh, it is, definitely. I mean, I didn't, uh, I didn't like the speech. I was thinking while I was listening to it that, you know, the 10th and 11th doctors give a lot better speeches. <laughs> I wish one of them could have done it. <laughs> I, um, also, I think um, Sheridan has been changed because he would never have given this sort of speech before. He, he, he always laid more... Um, from the front, but also less inclined to rousing speeches. More, what? 
That was like the first episode. That was his favorite thing. No, that was a private thing. That 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 speech though was for a very select group of people. It wasn't. I always thought, you know, this one is more big and you know unifying to loads of races and kind of trying him stepping into a different role almost. That, I always uh, saw you know, it as a it, yeah, it's very within character to me. Like he just loves giving speeches. Honestly, he got better at it. Like, the first speech I hated as well. That definitely wasn't good. But now it's... <laughs> I mean, he, he kind of tells them, like, you know, don't think they are um, unbeatable. They are, like, those, you know, that you can't actually, you know, um, kill them. I've done it. And so, I mean, that's that's definitely more engaging. And people kind of grab grasp what he's saying. And, I mean, they also, of course, are just shocked at that point by him coming back. And they all thought he was dead. And now all of a sudden he stands there. So... It's definitely a better speech than all the speeches he's given before. Um, but sometimes I'm, yeah, on, on some days I'm still annoyed by that. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he has the shock value part down. Like, you know. <laughs> Just needed to drop the mic and walk off yeah. and he finish. <laughs> yeah. So he goes to the Lynn and he says he's never going to leave her again. Okay. I hate it when people say that kind of thing on Because you know that, guess what? They're going to have to leave yeah. <laughs> And she goes in for a kiss and he turns his head. That was the best. <laughs> <laughs> hmm? <laughs> Who she turns like, the head? Puts her, he- her face towards him and then he turns his head. And she ends and up with her up lips like, on his cheek. Yeah, kind of like a, just, I don't know, a nudge or something. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Bonova goes to find Lita and finds her collapsed and Lita's like, you know, don't you? Start it. And then the War Council gets together in Sheridan's office and he explains what we found out in the last episode about what they're trying to do, the Borlons and the Shadows they're trying to do and how the balance has been lost. And Garibaldi's kind of mad and he's suspicious of Lorian. <laughs> Garibaldi's in a really bad mood. Yeah. He's been asleep for two weeks. But no, no, he wasn't asleep. He's been <laughs> captured for two weeks. I love how um, Lorian looks at him, though. It's it's almost as if he can see right through him. And, you know, he's a first one, so he must have telepathy. So it's kind of, he looks right through him as if... <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what's going on with you. Oh, I don't... I, and kind of shakes his head of, it doesn't matter. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, he's like, yeah, then there's the thing about being old. I was like, is he laughing about that or something else? I don't know. But yeah, he doesn't seem, Garibaldi doesn't seem to like Lorian. He kind of seems to be mad at Sheridan. And all the secrecy. Sheridan's like, that's all you need to know for now. Guys, stop keeping secrets. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I was waiting for someone to call him out on that. Like, that's all you need to know for now? Okay, really? I think I need well, to know everything. Well, it's it's <laughs> like the whole thing in um, Arrow, the latest Arrow, where one of the characters said, keeping secrets is a bad thing. And then right at the end of the episode, she keeps a secret. It's... <laughs> 
Don't like, you remember what you said 30 minutes ago? <laughs> I mean, oh, last damn it. <laughs> so many secrets yes, are lost. Yeah, that but... always comes to my mind whenever there's secrets. Um, and, um, what was I going to say? I mean, it's like, yeah, don't we know the one person we know that went to Zaha Doom and came back more than he was... Elle with Anna Sheridan, they were both like changed. Yeah. Like, and they weren't there. So yeah. Don't we need a, don't we need a little more information here? <laughs> Just so happy to see Captain Sheridan back. Uh, yeah. We had yeah, Franklin in the scene, so maybe we skipped over the beginning of the scene where Franklin said, Right, I've done all these tests on Sheridan, he's okay. Okay. <laughs> nope, I'm not giving him that pass. <laughs> <laughs> But then again, Garibaldi was also missing for two weeks, so they may also be a little bit... Well, yeah, I think they should be suspicious of him. Of of both. They both came back (laughs) on the same day. Oh, yeah. yeah, This is too coincidental. And did anybody notice that Lanier was sitting on this really, really small chair next to the next to Sheridan's desk while everybody was on the comfortable couches. It's like, he was just, he just sat there and just didn't do anything. Yeah. It was just so random. <laughs> it's like, this is, a he was just happy to be involved. Seating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could be standing behind. <laughs> so, but I love how he, ha- how Sheridan hugs Ivanova and how they basically, you can oh, totally yeah. see that they both are together again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so they come and they um talk about what they saw with the Vorlon fleet. And I guess this is where Lita explains that... um Oh, yeah, so the fleet just destroyed a planet because there were, there were shadow ships on that planet with whatever race was there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and my note for that was the Vorlons have a Death Star. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. So the Vorlons are trying to destroy everything that's been touched by the shadows. So everything, good, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So now the good guys need to stop the shadows and the Vorlons, or or everything. What, what did she say? Within seventy light years, is going to be destroyed. Yeah. And the episode ends with the shot of the planet killer thingy, Death Star. <laughs> yeah. Going. Towards his next target. Yeah, I think he slipped up there, Will. You actually gave the name of what the show kill calls it. Oh. <laughs> what did you say, Death Star? Um, no, the thing we pulled no, up. That, uh, was like, that, that would be weird. <laughs> uh, You'll really find out in the next episode anyway. Okay. It doesn't matter. Names aren't spoilery to me. So, um, yeah, that's the Vorlons plan. Oh, Vorlons. There is real Tosh when we need him. I mean, yeah, why don't you just kill the shadows, Vorlons, if you're gonna, you know, kill yeah. everything they touch, just kill them. Yeah. It's a disease, you gotta make sure the disease yeah. doesn't spread. You, They've influenced. You have to remember, though, um, what Kosh was do. the original Kosh was doing with Sheridan, it was to fight legends. Something tells mm-hmm. me Kosh knew what was coming and was kind of preparing Sheridan. Mm-hmm. So he was preparing him against his own people? Perhaps. Perhaps. 
That's a very cosh-like answer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I can also kind of, like, understand why they go for the outer planets, like the planets where the shadows have bases um, first, before they go to Zadum. Because otherwise, you know, they could definitely spread somehow or, you know, find a new, new Zadum planet or so. Well, and the, also, uh, the shadows could go into hiding far easier that way as well. Hmm, exactly, yeah. I was just looking at notes in the Lurker's Guide. They point out, Delin said, everyone I hold dear is gone, but she didn't count the near. Aww. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's still, it still there, but... Man... <laughs> Yeah. What are you trying to say, do you? <laughs> well, and you don't hold uh, Clarence, dear, or Zach, either. You don't care about them. Well, no, I can kind of see that. But uh, Lanier is being a little overlooked here. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because so- of the way he feels about her. Oh, yeah. I forgot Did about she- that. Yeah, which is kind of odd that um, Lanier gave a smile at when um, Sheridan returned. It's kind of, yes, you'll return. This is a good thing, but it's not a good thing for Lanier because... I don't think that he thinks of it that way, though. I think that he wants her to be happy. Like, he has the lo- like a love for her that isn't selfish as in, like, it should be me. Like, I should be with her. I think he just wants her to be happy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, she won't be starving herself anymore. Right. Well, she stopped that, right? Yeah. So the scene where Ivanova is asking Delin to borrow one of the ships was originally, it was filmed for the last episode, but they cut it for time, put it here. Oh. Uh, Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, because they were gone many days uh, doing their mission. Yeah. So, kind of was weird a weird time jump there. Mhm. Uh, I'm glad they did because it opened on a really light night and it 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 was a nice way to start the episode. Yeah. Yes, rather than just starting right away on the torture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this is the first episode since the gathering. Excuse me, since the (laughs) first episode since the gathering to feature everyone in the opening credits. Oh, oh, wow! That is a long time. Yeah, uh, you're you're absolutely (laughs) right there. Didn't even think part of uh, whipping a narn forty times could be a reference to the Old Testament, Deuteronomy. Warrants against whipping a man more than 40 times. More than that will cause one to lose the respect of one's brothers. Oh, any more okay. than 40. And now you're seeing it's a little bit crazy. That's where that specific number comes from. And also, some versions of the New Testament show Jesus being whipped 40, I mean, 39 times by Pilate. The Apostle Paul was whipped 39 times, which was the maximum number under Jewish law. So, Jakar is going to be the savior of mankind. There we go. <laughs> well, savior of non-kind. <laughs> well, maybe all kind. 
The second time Garibaldi is woken to find his commanding officer gone because Sinclair was gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not good at all, is it? <laughs> he doesn't want to go to Don't sleep just... anymore. <laughs> Man. <laughs> and tar- start taking stems. <laughs> no! <laughs> no, please, no. <laughs> Enough with the stems. But they also mentioned uh, that Sheridan's speech from the catwalk that actually looks pretty much like the speech that, or like that the the scene that he had in his dream, or wasn't oh, that like the dream yes, where Sheridan was, was on the catwalk? Yeah, he was on the catwalk. Yeah. Oh, but somehow he, wasn't he in a um, C-Core so, unit? Yeah, psycho was universe. Then, yeah. 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 Oh, so, catwalk. Oh, it was Sheridan on the catwalk. Yeah, the cat- oh, the cat- <laughs> <laughs> I'm too sexy for this. Was it Sheridan or Garibaldi? No, it was Sheridan, right? Uh, was it Garibaldi? Who or... was in the Psychor uniform? Sheridan. Sheridan was in the, yeah. But what was Ivanova? Ivanova, was she... In the all black wearing a veil with the uh, raven on her shoulder. Okay. Boy, I need to go back and watch that again. (laughs) (laughs) Just had an episode where they explained the whole thing, but I don't remember. (laughs) It was a long time ago. Well, they they explained that... uh, What they thought. Justin was the man in between, so I don't (laughs) buy their explanation. But I find I find Lorian is more like fits that kind of description. He does, he really does, like, I mean, because he's in between the Vorlons and the Shadows. He's older than old. So. Let's go with that one mm-hmm. instead of Justin. Justin, please. <laughs> <laughs> it was Justin anyway. Do you have any Less quotes Bieber, that I didn't steal? Uh, hmm, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, we should do quotes. Should oh, is it quotes first or is it favorite people first? Um, Quotes, isn't it? We do quotes first. Yeah, we do quotes first. I have not seen those new pictures of Beaver that leaked out. (sighs) I'm trying to respect his privacy. Yeah. (laughs) So, who wants to go first with their quotes? If you're listening, Justin, I want to know. (laughs) (laughs) Justin is a closet Babylon 5 fan. You never know. We did a whole episode (laughs) tribute to you, pretty much. Um, Okay. I'll go then. Um, Marcus, at least a dozen ships have reported seeing something rather godlike in the area, and since neither you nor I were there, it must be one of the first ones. (laughs) Um, Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll actually follow up. With Susan, you're having delusions of grandeur again, and Marcus. Well, if you're gonna have delusions, you may as well go for the really satisfying ones. This is true. Nice. Um, Captain Sheridan, we thought you were dead. I was. I'm better now. <laughs> Remains to be seen. Yeah. I have, I have this Lorian guy oh. with me. It's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have one from Ivanova and Marcus. I thought the first ones were rare. <laughs> oh, Ivanova. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody really well, should have quoted um, the scene with Kosh 2.0 and Eva because 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, well. You heard me. You should have pulled. <laughs> you could have. I had to quote Cartagena as well, though, because he's awful, but it's a great quote. Pain technicians, they used to be called torturers. Ever since they got organized, pain technicians. <laughs> or, um, like Marcus and, and Vanova, I'm picking something up and <laughs> Vanova is like a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> Friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> so badly, Marcus. You... <laughs> well, he doesn't have any, uh, you know, he doesn't have any experience with women, so I give that to him, but. <laughs> Do you think that she's because she's being pretty clueless too? Like he's talking directly about her, and she's just like, yeah. "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's great." She's just nice to him. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, she doesn't pick that one up, but um, she also would never ever. I don't know. I I don't think she would at that point consider him something more than a friend. No, no, no. And this really is like his dream come true. Getting to like go out on this mission with her, yeah, yeah, yeah. You notice that every time she's got to go out on a mission on the White Star, he's the one that volunteers to come along. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, as is Lanier for the land, so <laughs> I have uh, two ver. I have uh, uh, two okay. more ver quotes. Um, but if you have more, go ahead, Will. I don't have any. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I have one. Uh, I love that one. Um, when we speaks about uh, like killing Kataja, he's like, "I thought we were past this current age. Uh, no, what is it? Centuries ago. Sorry, my my writing is bad. I thought we were past this centuries ago. There's got to be another way, Londo. I mean, can't we reason with him? <laughs> I love that one. And then, uh, like, right after that, he says, remember what I said about um, there must be another way? <laughs> I was wrong. Kill him. <laughs> I love how he oh. brings that up. I thought we were yeah. past this centuries ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. So who is our human of the week? Um. Uh. Not Marcus. No. Zach? I don't know. No. The one of us all trying to learn Membari. Nigel. Why do we really no. not want to give it to Sheridan here? <laughs> oh, he's only in like yeah. 10 seconds of it. How about Lita? Oh, Lita. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I think she Lita, deserves okay. it this week. I forget she's a human sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lita, who's our alien of the week? I'm sorry, guys. I want to give it to Cartagena because he's just so evil. <sighs> Me too. Oh. He's just so <laughs> awful. But I'd rather give it to Lorian. He <laughs> <laughs> oh. was much it, better. Except, uh, uh, I would vote to Car. Mm. No. Veer. 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 I'm happy for Veer. Yeah. Veer. Wow, Lita's won too this season. Wow. I know. That's crazy. And she's been in all three episodes. And this is only the third episode. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's. She's definitely getting far more screen time this season. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 
she's an oak. You see, if only um, Talia had stuck around season four, she would have actually got much more screen time. No, Will would have been thrilled. (laughs) (laughs) Dead. What's her name again? Who? (laughs) Well, the actress. (laughs) What's she doing now? Yeah. Um, I can't even remember. Oh, Andrea Thompson. Yeah, yeah. that's when you're too greedy. Sometimes. I mean, I understand that, of course, they want to make some money. But, <laughs> but usually she... when they do that, then they end up falling off the face of the earth and you never hear from them again. So. Yeah. Yep. She was on NYPD Blue and she was an anchor on the news for a little while. But since then, she hasn't been there. I think, I think last I heard she was like doing real estate or something like that. <laughs> oh, I... I, I so wanted to say, yeah, I could totally imagine her that. <laughs> I, thought, I mean, I wanted to say she was like definitely a face of the nineties. Like she was this kind of, you know, I've, I've seen her a couple of times and, uh, and I think also just from the face that she had, it was definitely one of those 90 nineties actress faces. Um, yeah. Now I, I could imagine her doing something like that real estate. You know, it's if kind not, of, yeah. It's kind of like when Katherine Heigl decided that she was too big of a star for Grey's Anatomy. And yeah, she did movies and stuff, but I think she was more well-known from Grey's than anything that she's done since. Oh, she was on 24, that's right, for like one season. But maybe I'm wrong about the real estate, but I think I remember seeing that somewhere. Oh, look it up later. (laughs) Who knows? <laughs> and it's it's a good it. job to have. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe once we finished all of Babylon Five, we can do. Where are they now? Okay. <laughs> bodies. To be talking crazy right. shit on the radio. Except, aren't half of these actors dead? Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, like they just had recently, I think, um, at Comic Con had this one panel that, um, uh, Patricia, uh, Tallman, um, um, like moderated. And I really liked, um, or hosted. I, I really liked the one question that she asked is, what are you doing right now? While all the other questions were so, okay, yeah, we've heard that in the nineties already. Yeah. We heard that today already. Um, so. I, I think it was actually a new question, and uh, a lot of people didn't know what they're doing, or you know, some of the projects. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I, I, I know um, the funniest thing you ever done at Babylon Five during filming. Blah. <laughs> you know what the best question would have been though is, uh, "Where's what do you want? <laughs> Where's Koda? <laughs> no, 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 what no. do you want? <laughs> Why are you here? No, it would have been. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> do you know what happened to Mr. Garibaldi? <laughs> 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 no, I still don't know. Okay, so if I ever go to one of those comic cons, I, I definitely ask the question: Who are you, or what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> yep. Uh, they must have um, that a fair bit, though. Right. Uh, and it was kind of like uh, on Mondays, a lot of people asking, "What did you do over the weekend?" And I can't really remember what I did, so I can't. I don't blame them for not having a quick answer for what are you doing right now. Like I'm doing something. The thing, <laughs> the thing is, they had, and that was the best question asked in this whole channel. Uh, sa- um, like, uh, because I can't remember whether right. it's, um, uh, oh, um, Patricia Torman or Claudia Christensen, but they've got a project on at the moment that other people in the old crew are helping them out with. That's cool. Uh, so, 
for a lot of them, it was their project. Yes, they've got this brilliant project at the moment. We're helping them with it. Well, I mean, I like the project that Bruce Boxleitner is putting up right now. So I hope that goes further. But like the, the he's he's actually um, working with a few guys together to make this comic Lantern City and actually make that hopefully a uh, a TV show at some point. Yeah. And that is actually, and then he will, he actually plans to use Mirafern as well. To use Mirafern. I can do that, right? <laughs> so, uh, I wanted to post this picture. I think it was last year where, you know, all the, the ladies of B5 like got together and surprised Claudia Christian on her birthday. So it was Talia was there, Delin and Lita and all them were there. It's pretty cool. I guess they're all keeping touch. I wanted to post that, but Lita wasn't back on the show yet, so I kind of oh. <laughs> didn't do yeah. it. So, let's rate the episode. Want to start us out, Anka? Uh, sure, yeah. Um, I mean, it's definitely a setting the stage show uh, episode again. Um, after the last one, it's basically, you know, filling the, the gaps there a little bit. We still don't know what's happening to Mr. What happened, whatever happened to Mr. Garibaldi. <laughs> we'll <laughs> we still never don't know. know. Um, yeah. But, um, I like it. This was an episode without Lorian's monologues. Um, for sure. Um, it had way more action in it, way more things that happened, like Garibaldi coming back, Jakar being tortured, which was amazing as, as horrible as it was. <laughs> Um, but like bringing this up and actually following through and kind of, you know, um, making this as horrible as it is was just good, well filmed. And, um, then Sheridan coming back and giving that speech. Um, and again, sometimes I hate that speech and sometimes I just like it. Um, it's definitely a better speech than all the others he has given. Ivanova and Marcus, yeah, you know, I didn't like Marcus so much. And this actually <laughs> rates this episode a little lower. Um, I like the wall and fleet and I like all the stuff that happens to Lita. It's just, um, it also tells us a little bit more about Lita and, 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 and the violence and what happened to her. And so I definitely like that episode. Um, since it is only a setting the stage episode, it's not as high as, you know, it, you know, if something were to really happen and we want to know what happens with the violence and what's now, now coming up. Um, but still, I want to give it nine out of um, ten um, strokes with an electric whip. Ouch! Uh, <laughs> only nine. Only nine. How about you? How about you, Heidi? Um, I really liked this one. I don't know if it was like not watching anything for a couple weeks or what, but it it was really good, and just the torture was awful and horrible, and made me want to look away. And the acting in those scenes was just amazing. And as convenient as it was that Garibaldi and Sheridan both came back in the same episode, I was really happy that it like just got over and done with. And we were done with like, okay, where are they and what's going on? Um, I mean, there's still questions surrounding it, but at least they're back. And so I liked that. And I'm right with you, Anka. I'm going to, go nine out of ten uh torture researches <laughs> pain technicians okay. you need this infographics <laughs> yeah. yeah with a graph yeah 
What do you say, Beth? I did like it. I thought it was well done for the most part. Um, yeah, not much else to say. Um, so I won't. Um, so I don't know. I had two sex related, um, rating systems, one more dirty <laughs> than the other one. Um, so I'll go with a less dirty one. I'll say eight out of 10 virgins who can't drive. <laughs> how about you, Ian? Yeah, I don't know how much more I can add because the whole stuff on Sentai Prime is fantastic. And it's so versatile in experiencing it. The actors, all of them do a brilliant job in what they're doing there. It, it's a highlight of the episode. The other stuff, I'm all right with. It doesn't really um, thrill me as much. It's good to get everyone back, and I like how things have stepped up a gear again in the war. You know, now we've got the Vorlons to deal with as well as the Shadows. So I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 screams of pain. Cool. I don't have anything to add except that I just really liked it too, especially... Uh, the scenes on Centauri Prime. So I'll give it 9 out of 10 uh, Vorlon Planet Killers. Oh, if I said it again, but okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no. I tried to stop myself. It's <laughs> out there now, but you know. It's okay. I think, Vorlon uh, Death Stars. We know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I meant to say. So that gives it an 8.6. Alrighty, so do we want to take a Warline Death Star over to Feedback Land? Wow. Do we really <laughs> want to destroy Feedback Land? Poor <laughs> <laughs> um, Feedback Land. Uh, first, we have a late email from Corey about whatever happened to Mr. Garibaldi. I'll read this one. My voice holds out. Corey says, hello, Beth and host and guest. <laughs> I'd like to think that Corey is making up for that one person. That one person yeah. that didn't mention me. <laughs> I forgot about it. Yeah. Thank you, Corey. I feel better. Where in the world is Mr. Garibaldi? Not with Carmen Sandiego, which was my initial guess. I'm going to post a wild I'm going to posit a wild theory and say despite the seemingly human figure who entered his cell, it is the Vorlons that have him. Ooh. Perhaps to make him one of their interrogators. Oh, I don't please. Think <laughs> he would be the worst interrogator, probably, unless they just reprogram him. I don't think the humans or alliance would hide their identity from him and the shadows wouldn't keep him alive. And why would any of the non-aligned worlds slash species want him? Could be a number of reasons that we are not privy to, I suppose. Oh, Citizen Jakar, I'm a bit worried about how long you will be on Centauri Prime. I was enjoying your quest to find Mr. Garibaldi, but now I worry you will be stuck in that one location for too long. 17 years? <laughs> and be less interesting. Mm, interesting, yeah. However, if you come across any misogynistic priest, protect your eye. <laughs> Caleb. Uh, 
But I'm not sure I'll, I'll like him cut off from Sheridan, Delin, Ivanova, and Frank. Well, I guess it's okay if you're cut off from Franklin. <laughs> I'm keeping any eye out for signs of someone on Centauri Prime having one of those symbiote things on their neck slash shoulder. I'm thinking the Emperor might have one now, and of course Londo will end up will be ending up with one. Perhaps the price he will pay to eliminate the current Emperor. Yeah, that's something that we haven't, you know, we've only seen that one time, and we don't know what it is. And Franklin, I hope you have at least one good storyline in the series. <laughs> <laughs> and Kosh, first you're revealing yourself and exposing yourself. Now you're inside Sheridan. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think Sheridan will, of course, return as captain. I don't think he'll be returning the same as he was. I'm guessing, especially since Lorien is apparent to the Shadows and Borlons, and he has a piece of caution sight, or he has a piece of caution sight him, that he will return part Vorlon, or with Vorlon-type attributes, knowledge, or something else, something new. Now, for the most important part, if I had to choose, I would absolutely ship Clarence and Ivanova over her and Marcus. Yeah. I love the scenes when Clarence thought she asked him out. That is Clarence. I don't know Probably if that's intentional <laughs> I would love to see more of that. I don't care about Marcus and her at all, although I'm sure they will end up together. I'm still waiting to see how this season is going to take shape, so I'm off to watch episode three. See you next episode, Corey. Thanks, Thanks Corey. So we call him Clarence from now on. No. <laughs> Clarence, Clarence. That's for something. <laughs> What's your clear? <laughs> What's your Clarence, Clarence? Um, <laughs> okay, then I'll take Gallerix. Okay. Uh, okay. Here, po- hello, dear Pod Below <laughs> Here's my rather short feedback for the summoning. Something is going on, and the Vorlons are on the move. I really like the creepy, sinister tone in this episode. It feels like something really dark is going on under the surface. Chris Franke's music is going ultra-scary, horror movie style. Ah, ah, Sheridan comes back from the dead as does Garibaldi in a way so everything is back to normal then or is it? Uh, nope I liked the garden scenery and Centauri uh, in the Centauri palace backyard and I also liked the extremely embarrassed facial expression of the Drazi standing next to Sheridan while he delivers his power speech for this and many other valid reasons, it's another excellent episode in a row of truly excellent episodes. It continues to move things forward, and it's really hard not to watch the next one right away. The only problem with season four so far is that every episode is so full of good stuff that we start to take the awesomeness for granted, and there are no filler episodes like Infection or Grey 17 is missing. Anywhere to be seen. This series is really at its best now. Sorry, the series is really at its best now. Everything clicks. The characters, the acting, the drama, the tension. Thus, my rating for this episode 
is a no less than nine out of ten very embarrassed Drazi. <laughs> Human of Reek, no obvious choices, but I give it to Lita for some really good scenes in this episode. Honorary mention to Zach for rescuing Garibaldi and for being Zach. Yeah. Alien of the Week, embarrassed Drazi standing next to Sheridan. No, just kidding, I'll give it to Londo. Crate, evil kosh, would you know my thoughts, would you? <laughs> Hugh Horror, horror Movie Music. That is all for now. Be seeing you. El, Elric, Elric, the Norwegian Techno Mage. <laughs> oh, wow, well, we have a Norwegian Techno Mage, Sweet. a yeah. <laughs> beer fan, and yeah. evil hamster. <laughs> oh, yeah. And a what now? I had an evil hamster last time. Yeah. Or maybe it was two episodes ago. No, it was last time. I'm fairly certain. (laughs) (laughs) So next we have an email from Lori and Carl. Uh, Okay. Hello, ambassadors, commanders, and visitor. In the opening scene, I was imagining that Ivanova's attempts at Mimbari are a lot like high school level Spanish and very painful for a native speaker to hear. I always love seeing Londo and Veer, and the setting in the Centauri Royal Court gives a new dimension to their characters. You can see how painful it is for them to watch Jakar in the parody of the Jester costume. Carl noted that Londo's story has a striking resemblance to the story of Macbeth, where he plots to kill a king-emperor based somewhat on the prophetic visions by mysterious women woman, then becomes king-emperor, only eventually have another associate become king-emperor. All of this has not come to pass, but we have seen it in Londo's dreams visions. I found another B5 reviewer online who had also drawn these parallels. Yeah, I'm not familiar with Macbeth, so that sounds pretty good. We both really enjoyed the Marcus and Ivanova scenes and expect someone to quote them. But did Marcus come off a bit creepy? Yes. Anka? Yes. (laughs) When they came across the huge fleet, Carl assumed they were Vorlon. Ambassadors? Uh, well, I mean, they did have Vorlon ships there, so yeah. I I just assumed, yeah. Uh, When Londo and Veer are walking and talking in the garden, Carl wanted to know how they knew there were no bugs in the garden. I am sure I would want to be extra careful with the conspiracy planning around the insanity of the Emperor. Carl observes that Veer is the worst conspirator ever. <laughs> yeah, she's going to get them all killed. <laughs> the car is being tortured and Londo is mouthing scream. Was everyone doing it along with him? Or was there yeah. any doubt it would not be until number 39? Yeah. Yeah, when did you think he cracks? Uh, I knew he would have to scream because he was alive in the future. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I guess I missed the line where they said it would kill him at 40. So I didn't yeah. realize, like, he had until 40. Um, I just knew he was getting 40. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Never mind. So, yeah, 39 sounds good. Okay. And we do find out that Zach Allen cares about Garibaldi and goes out to bring him home. But where was Clarence? Yeah. Where was Clarence? 
Carl predicted that Garibaldi is either under someone's mental control or that everything that was happening was all in his mind or that his memory was stolen. When he tells Dr. Franklin that he does not remember, but we can see him having visions, does he really remember or not? Is he lying? Ambassadors? Uh, I think he just doesn't know. He doesn't know if it's real or whatever. I know you all don't always like Sheridan's speeches, but wondering what you thought of this one. Carl really liked it and felt it was very Julius Caesar and inspiring. When someone comments about the Vorlons having plans of their own, Carl commented that is like saying water is wet. <laughs> <laughs> they have always been mysterious, but I know I was completely shocked back on first watch about them destroying a planet. Suddenly, they were also the enemy. Were the ambassadors shocked? Um, kinda, I guess, yeah. I'm t- speaking for myself, but I- Heidi's not here. Um, Carl likes the setup here about law and order and chaos and balance, that it makes a lot more sense as a system for alignment than good and evil. In this sense, the Vorlons were destroying the planet because it had been touched by chaos. Carl's final predictions. Lita will die, and the story will have to get rid of Lorian since he is too powerful. Lori's ratings score 8.5 bowls of blood, human, Sheridan, alien, Londo. Carl's ratings score three, the gang's back together. Plot, descent among the alien races. Species, blue alien giving the speech in the Zocalo. Death, almost Jakar. Wooing relationship, Marcus's borderline creepy comments. (laughs) Flora, flowers watered with blood of the fallen. Dramatic moment, Sheridan's Caesarine. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Caesarine came to mind. All right, comedic moment. (laughs) Marcus is a virgin. Best actor, Stephen First. Best camera work, Elevator from Hell. Ship. Super size me ship. <laughs> Quote if missed. Um, did we do this one? Oh yeah, it's the one that Veer was like, oh, I don't know if we should kill him. Yeah, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Lori and Carl, as oh, always. Oh, thanks Thank again. Guys. Yeah. So next we have an email from Yan. Yan says, hello, down belowers. A bit of feedback for the summoning. <laughs> uh, let me, uh, talk about, uh, Sheridan's back on Babylon 5 with Lorian as his companion. And so is Mr. Garibaldi. Is it me or have they both changed? Remember when Delin said no one returns from Zahadum unchanged? Oh, the Vorlons have gone on a killing spree. Not just people, but whole planets. They have a Death Star. Do the shadows have one as well? What would happen if they had? In any case, the Vorlons seem to have abandoned being the guardians of the younger races. Mr. Garibaldi, is it me or has, or is he even more cranky and suspicious than before? Well, being abducted by aliens could probably do that to you, don't you think? Yeah. What does Sheridan have in mind to end the war? What does Lorian have in his ancient mind? following Sheridan to Babylon 5. Questions, questions, questions. And here's one more. How many of our main characters in B5 have a messiah-type role by now? 
Account Sinclair slash Valen, Delenn, and Sheridan. Are there more or will we see more? Well, they are the, the, the three is the one, right? They're <laughs> mm. all the one who loves. <laughs> yeah. Favorites, human, Sheridan, alien. I will go a bit unconventional and choose the drowsy ambassador talking to the crowd. Quote, you probably this one already, but here goes. It's, um, yeah, I thought you were dead. I'm better now. Episode rating eight Messiah figures returning to the base. Take care because from now on you will have to watch the rest of Babylon five. <laughs> there is no surrender, no retreat. Hey, and the Babylon Yan. thanks, Yan. Thank you. And on, yes, we have an email from Yarsta, who's yeah, our guest next week. We good to hear from him again. So greetings, Dampelon Casters. Here's my feedback for episode three of season four. The summoning. I can only assume that Droll has been manipulating space time again, as the summoning happens over three years over three years after the gathering. In some ways, it's not just the episode title which resonates with the pilot either. In the gathering, the Vorlons are threatening a threatening presence. Now, in the summoning, they are right back to the threatening list. Also, in the gathering, Jakar blackmails Londo into supporting him on the council. Now, in the summoning, there's another rather different alliance of convenience between the two of them. This is another episode where there's a lot happening. Much of it is... Sorry, much of it working to get our characters back into position for a new phase in the story, where it appears the Vorlons are definitely no longer on our side. Unfortunately, in this episode, a lot of what happens feels a bit rushed. The very brief mission with Zack recovering Garibaldi, the uneventful hunt for the Ancient Ones, which just happens to stumble upon the Vorlon fleet. In a reminder, in a minor aside... In this episode, we discover there's a Membari word for lingerie, and it <laughs> apparently sounds like something to do with ship systems, judging by Ivanova's mistake, which leads one to wonder, have the Membari ever watched Operation Petticoat? What is that? I have no idea. <laughs> Operation Petticoat might be a film, but it sounds like a US... Um, maneuvering war somehow. Uh, so maybe it's a war movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a weird name for a war movie. <laughs> uh, okay, quotes then. Marcus and he's, we know what can happen in a few seconds. Boom, crash, burn. <laughs> uh, and then you've got the whole thing about the, uh, First ones and Devana and Marcus not being there. Um, pain technicians are torturers from Cartagena, and Drazi and Sheridan are better now. So on to his favourite characters: Alien, it's Londo, Human, Ivanova. Episode rating thirty-one out of forty-two sectors. Yasto from the Netherlands. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Yarsto. Thanks, Yarsto. Thank you, Yarsto. And 
Our final email is from Melanie. Okay. Hi, down below. A few nights ago, I dreamed that I was the guest for this episode. <laughs> the only thing I remember <laughs> is saying that Veer's attitude changed from can't we reason with Cartagia to kill him after Cartagia started talking about cutting off Jakar's hand, which once again highlights his dislike for how the Centauri have treated the Narn. Cartagia is still insane, but now he's joined by the Vorlons. They don't return to Len's calls about joining the fleet to attack Zahadum, but they make a whole planet disappear when they attack a shadow base. At least the new Vorlon trusted Lita enough to let her know. <laughs> or trusted that she wouldn't be able to do anything about it. I think, yeah. Sheridan returns from Zahadum with Lorian and Garibaldi is finally found, but we still don't really know what happened to him. He seems to be the only one on the station who doesn't trust Lorian. I wish I wish we had seen Sheridan introducing that alien he brought back from Zaha Doom. It'd make it easier to comment on. This was the first time I noticed that it was Jakar's lead that helped them find Garibaldi. According to Zack, nobody has heard from Jakar in days. So the Centaurum didn't announce that they had captured him? I guess not. Human of the Week, Sheridan. Alien of the Week, Jakar. Understatement of the of the feedback. Veer disliking Centauri policies. Mm. Rating, 9. Bonus for Sheridan's speech, 0.5. Final rating, 9.5 Vorlon ships. Uh, quotes. We have the Marcus and Ivanova exchange with the godlike and the delusions of grandeur. Um, we have Veer, Londo, remember what I said before about there must be another way? I was wrong. Kill it. Um, Sheridan. Ooh, we have a Sheridan speech. Together, uh. we will form the largest fleet in history. Not just for a battle, but to change the shape of the galaxy. Not just for ourselves, but for our children and our children's children. You tell your governments that the only man to survive Zahadum sends this message. We can end this. Not just for now, not just for the next thousand years, but forever! <laughs> I hope I did that. Semi-justice. <laughs> Best regards, Melanie the Krakowian beer fan. Thank you, Melanie. And thank Melanie. you, everyone, again. Yes, thanks, everybody. So the great feedback. Yay. They just released the official poster for The Force Awakens. Oh. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at that. <laughs> Groovy. So, <clears throat> so, yeah, you know, mail at downbelowpodcast.com if you want to send us your thoughts. And please send them. Send us remember, Yes, we want to hear all your ramblings. <laughs> yes, remember, our thoughts form the universe, so your feedback is always important. Well... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just navigated to Entertainment Weekly just for funsies. And um Justin Bieber addresses the nude photos. I feel okay. super violated. That's what he says. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Super violated. And it is, it's a violation, but anyways. It is. Um... He feels like Lita. <laughs> I yeah, exactly. Oh, it's very Okay, um, how about predictions? So, 
the next episode is called Falling Toward Apotheosis. What? Uh, oh, yeah, because we can figure that one out. I still don't know I'll what the summit meant. I'll give you the meaning of apotheosis from Oxford Dictionaries. It might help. <laughs> uh, so it's got two meanings. Uh, one, they call it, um, it's the highest point in the development of something, a culmination or climax. Um, the other meaning they give is the elevation of something towards the divine status. So Someone it means else is going to become a god. Ivanova and Marcus <laughs> <laughs> falling toward. Yeah, falling towards like slouching toward Bethlehem or something. Yeah, that's that was totally what came to mind. Uh So the um. So the kosh in Sheridan is like waking up or something. I forgot about the caution, Sheridan. <laughs> He's not cold and hard. He's soft oh, and warm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and he hasn't pulled out. <laughs> um, that's because that was going to be a part of my prediction, anyway. Somehow, the there you go. Get that caution, in there now. Sheridan is going to be a big part in the upcoming thing so yeah no idea what the next title means um let's move on uh (laughs) garibaldi is definitely being used somehow and but the fact that it's the psychor that was involved is what's tripping me up because i'm like okay well Whose side are they on? Mm. We well, we do know there are two factions in the cycle. Yeah, right. Yeah, but so I'm not sure was, who they're yeah. with. Like, if are they with the shadows? Are they with the Forlans? Are they their own free the agents? Shadows, because because Garibaldi was sucked into a shadow ship, right? Yeah. So that I mean, unless the shadow ship spit him out, and this faction <laughs> was following, and they. Grabbed him in space. They grabbed him. Like they grabbed Kodoth. Or they sold they sold uh they sold him. Yeah. So into Psychor slavery. <laughs> um, it's interesting. I mean, I guess they're just they're creating some kind of mole or time mm-hmm. bomb, kinda like Talia, but Yeah. The but, fact that oh, go ahead. The fact that we know, like that obviously something's up with him. I don't feel like it will be too terribly long before we get something because it's not like they can be like, there's a mole on the station. Somebody gave away information. We'll be like, oh, it was Garibaldi. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, you know, okay, so with Talia, like, when they implanted something in her head, there was no going back after it was triggered, right? Right. She was basically destroyed. I want to say that's not going to happen with Garibaldi. Yeah, yeah, like, I feel like, kind of what I said earlier, like, maybe they've just implanted little thoughts or, like, changes in his personality or something, mm-hmm. um, rather than, like, it will completely destroy him. Yeah. I have a feeling Lita and her enhanced telepathic ability will be helpful here. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. 
Now, question. Here's what I was, I was thinking about. Jakar loses an eye at some point. You're right. Do you think it's from Cartagia or do you think it's from Londo somehow? Maybe like a... Maybe Cartagia makes Londo torture him or... I don't know. I feel like the... I feel like we're meant to feel like it has to come from the torture just because hello, that's happening right now. And um, So maybe it doesn't. Maybe it happens like... Maybe it happens during the the actual killing oh, yeah. Cartagia. Like That's maybe a good it's point. you know, after they've gotten him out and whatever they plan to do, which I have no idea where that plan is gonna take us because it seems really just too hard. Yeah, it seems very, very difficult. Um I um from the credits I think Mars is going to get attacked. <laughs> but that's just uh you know based on the credits there's a uh-huh. dome being lasered. Um and they're and they've harbored the shadows the shadows have touched Mars, right? Mhm. So That's right. So that would make total sense, yeah. For the Vorlons to take out Mars. Mhm. And that would be that would be an interesting turning point, though, for Earth. Like, what do you do? You know, Mars is kind of like trying to get their independence, but at the same time, it's still a human colony. Uh-huh. So, where, you know... Well, then I guess it's the Vorlons doing it, too. So, they're aligned with the shadows, so... Yeah, then does Earth finally have to do something? Mm-hmm. And what could they do? Well, yeah. And are we going to, like, root for the shadows like, at some point? Like, I know. It's like, okay, now we don't like the Vorlons, which we were never completely sold on Vorlons anyway. Right. So, like, that doesn't make me feel too bad. I feel like we were <laughs> we were on the right track there. Like, you know, ultimate power on either side isn't a good thing. Yeah, and how do you go from, like, this, like, lovely... And this is Justin, like part of the Shadows team, making them the Vorlons seem, like, pretty decent. Like, they're like your parents, they just want what's best for you. <laughs> but now all of a sudden they're like, destroy everything. You know? <laughs> it's like, forget it, let's start over. Now they're twirling their mustaches. Yeah, all the work we put in to, like, create these races and our image or best, it was just like a game and we're just gonna start uh-huh. over. It was just a, it was more research. It was yeah. a long-term longitudinal study, and they—it's <laughs> not going well, so they're just shutting it down. The funding has been cut. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. So yeah, this is weird. But Lorian is obviously, you know, going to be a part of this. <laughs> as long as he doesn't talk too much. Yeah. Um. And when the land better not get in a big philosophical oh, debate. Oh god. The thing with Delenn <laughs> is that, you know the thing that kind of, I think what one of the things that bugs me is that she always seems like she's on the verge of tears. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> come on, pull yourself together, you know? Pull <laughs> um, <Work> it together. <laughs> but how long question, last question, how long do you think before Ivanova and Marcus get together? Oh, Never. <laughs> I feel like that one's gonna be stretched out a little bit because I don't know. 
Or does yeah. he like die and she's like, no, I really loved you. No, I don't think that's going to happen. You're about Maybe. to die. Wait, you're still a virgin. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it to the end of season four. Yeah. Oh, man. But you I can't still wait for that? the de-virginization scene. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. I anyway, I had a I had a dirty thought. I will not stop. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that's all. Mm. Plenty to go on. It's still early days, yeah. Yeah. I love Carrie Fisher's face in this poster. <laughs> it's, it's the Carrie Fisher we know now, not the Princess Leia. <laughs> like, what? Okay, anyway, sorry. So, Anka, thank you for joining us again. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yes, thank you, Anka. I think we'll be hearing you again this season. Yeah, on my favorite episode. <laughs> so, Favorite episode uh, of this sure. season or favorite episode? Of this season, I would say, yeah. Okay. For sure, yeah. I was lucky I got the got that episode i actually um scheduled my email with i used a tool called boomerang and then i basically i just yeah whatever it sends it out and then i didn't know if it was sent out so i kind of sent it again <laughs> so somehow, somehow in both those emails i kind of made the first choice yeah and was one one of the quicker ones i guess yeah nice. i mean you can actually schedule google mails which is cool there you go people <laughs> Spoiler alert, my favorite episode of this series is coming up this season, but I won't say which one it is until we get there. That's not a spoiler alert, right? <laughs> <laughs> Expectation spoilers, I guess? No, not really. Yeah. Not spoilers. Opinion spoiler, maybe. I don't know. I, I def- it definitely yeah. ranks in the high, like of the series for sure up there as well. My, the one that I'm, that I picked. Sweet. Me personally. So. But I wonder if when I watch it this time, if I'll like hate it or if it'll hold up in my memory, like it does in my memory. We'll see. But then again, I also liked um, what, uh, you know, uh, Grey 17 is missing, so. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't have to mean anything, Elizabeth. <laughs> I know I told um, the rest of the hosts, but I haven't mentioned on the show, that I ran into a listener a couple of weeks ago. He was one of our guests in the first season. And the first thing he says to me is, what was the deal with Grey 17? He's like, why did everybody hate that episode? Anka <laughs> like, didn't well, hate it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I yeah, was well, the rest of us hated it. You're the one. Who, yeah. <laughs> You're the one, Anka. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the odd one, one out. Who... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm the one? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're the one now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there will be some future episodes like that um, as well, I guess, <laughs> where people hate it and I like it, and I don't know. You know what? That, that yeah, that's you know, <laughs> there, everybody has their there's own. There's a certain episode like. I can think of that people don't like that I like as well. So, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. That you know, these next two seasons. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, we have a lot of open slots left in season four, people. So sign oh, up. Oh, definitely. Don't be, don't be afraid. It's. it's it's fun. It's... Even if you can't remember whether the thing you 
want to talk about is in the episode you're signing up for. Sign up for it anyway and just send him feedback later on. All you need is a microphone and Skype, a headset. You don't even need a microphone. I'm not even on a microphone right now because mine was terrible. All right, so that's all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next time with Falling Toward Apotheosis. But until then, goodbye. Goodbye. Speak to you. Bye-bye. Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast.